What is up? I am Skyler. I'm Megan. And this is What the French Toast. I need like a shot of Red Bull. Why? I don't know. Pet me up. Yo, everybody, what's up? Welcome back to What the French Toast, the podcast where the Avalanche did, in fact, lose last week's game. So I, Megan's dad, good job, good win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not happy about it, but we've won, That we lost that game, won two in a row, and then last night the Kraken won. Uh, your dad and I made a bet, game two, which I don't know if he fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> what was the bet? Uh, so Sam and I were hanging out, and they're like, when we were at the bar, we were hanging out at freaking, uh, I asked Sam, I was like, yo, let me see your phone. And she's like, okay. So like, I, she hands me her phone and like, I texted her dad and I was like, yo, listen, Colorado win game two. And he was like, I, nope, you're wrong, son. Colorado lose game two. Crack and take a two and no lead. And I was like, okay, whatever you want. And he goes, I bet a shot of your choice that Colorado loses tonight. And I was like, absolutely. Shot of my choice. We're going Jaeger. Everybody hates Jaeger. And yep. if we lose, we got to torture ourselves. Oh, Jaeger. I hate it. <laughs> And so, like, towards the end of the night, we were tied up at, like, two and two or something like that. And I was like, okay, damn it. Like, I have a decision to make because we were about to leave the bar. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Preempt. Like, in case we lose, like, I'm going to take this shot. So I order a shot. And Sam, like, videoed me taking a shot of Jaeger for this dude, right? Mm -hmm. Well, we won. So not only did I take a shot of Jaeger for no reason, but he texted me as soon as we won. He was like, or he texted Sam. And it was like, yo, good game, Skylar. And I was like, sick. So I texted him right back. I was like, yo, let me see that shot of Jaeger. Nothing. Never heard from the man again. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if he took it or not. I don't see him backing out on a bet. So he probably, if he hasn't already, he probably will. Yo, if you're listening to this, man, I just need you to comment on the episode. Yes or no. I just need to know. I gotta know. I'll reach out. I'll reach out for you. He's going to be like, no, I didn't take that shit. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't blame him at that <laughs> yeah, that's point. Pretty, that's I fair. guess if you're going to back out of a bet, a bet with the with the consequence being a shot of Jaeger, that's the bet you back out of, you know? I, I'll go double or nothing. Colorado win the series and Kraken send the Kraken going back to Seattle upset. That's three shots of Jaeger. Sure. We'll go. That's go double or nothing, even though that wasn't double. The math didn't math, but we'll go double or nothing. I'm not a mathematician. Listen. So. <laughs> I was like, double or nothing. I guess I never really understood what that fucking meant anyways. So Maybe it is. I'm I don't an know. idiot. Megan, how you been? I'm, I'm okay. Okay, good. Yeah. We're recording at my bedtime. Yeah. So. Eight o'clock on a, what, on a Tuesday. Oh my God. We don't turn up on Tuesdays around here. We don't. You don't turn up around here at all what do you mean that's not fair i'm that's, old you're 27 megan <laughs> okay you're not as old as your new little boyfriend okay that's fair um well he's not my boyfriend no, i know so if you're listening don't get freaked out by the fact Skylar called you my boyfriend if you are listening you're old as shit dude <laughs> fucking 33 god dang son he looks like Dr. Phil. I haven't seen him, but he I imagine I imagine the balding Dr. Phil look. No, he's not bald. He's got the caterpillar mustache. No, he has a beard. He's got bifocals that sit on his nose. No. That's what I'm picturing. He, I think he does wear glasses, though. Oh, let's go. But not, like, all the time. Dude, I'm being a dick. You sound yeah. cool, man. Yeah, you're being from, fucking from mean. From what I've heard, from what I've heard, you sound cool, dude. He's I'm really ex- cool. I really like him. I'm excited to meet him. Hopefully I get to at some point. Yeah, shut your fucking mouth. He's going to give me some your Skylar? Fucking hits me or some shit. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I didn't mean it. He works out. He's got big ass arms. Okay, that's cool. Like, I'm not scared anymore or anything. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, move on. Move on. <laughs> Hurry up. Well, if you're listening, hi. <laughs> if you're listening, please don't hurt me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> how are you? Oh, me or yeah. him? Well, I don't know. I how like are how you? I just pointed to the mic and I was like, him? <laughs> how you doing? thinking about you what's up sorry i'm not texting you back i'm recording an episode <laughs> i'm having i'm i'm good you know megan what? it's fine skylar peace out i'm just gonna talk to the microphone about no, honestly <laughs> just like the whole night goes on and just directly speaks to the microphone doesn't actually like i'll go to put my input shut, shut up Skylar. i'm talking to someone else <laughs> this is an a b conversation so see, see your yourself way out, out. Of it. <laughs> god dang 
I am no longer a part of this podcast. If I come in next week and he sits down to record and they're like, I'm going to walk into my own freaking podcast and you guys are going to be like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if you know this, but you're not a part of this podcast anymore. <laughs> and what am I going to do? He's got big ass arms. It's not like I'm going to be able to win the situation. <laughs> Maybe. I got to accept know. it and move on. I don't know. Listen. I don't really want to find out because... Like, I feel like I also have big ass arms. It works out. Yeah. I like his arms. I work That's out. That's an irrelevant. It's so weird. That's just an irrelevant fuck. fact. I'm going to have to edit that out. Somebody out there <laughs> likes my arms. I just don't know. I feel God, like that's you so should embarrassing. keep it. Because, because if you don't keep it, then it's just going to be an audio blurb of me being like randomly with zero contact. Oh, somebody out there likes my arms. I just don't know who. Fine. I'm just going to roll over and die from embarrassment. It's okay. It's my life, I guess. I kind of do live in a constant state of what the fuck did I just say? <laughs> Anyways, Megan, I'm doing so good. I'm actually fighting a pretty decent headache right now, but apart Fair. from that, can I have a drink of this? Sure. Thanks. I'm doing really good. Good. That is disgusting. Thank you. I love it, but okay. What the fuck? It's kiwi strawberry. Yeah, and it was good. Well, that was not good. It was not good. I'm drinking sparkling kiwi strawberry flavored water. So if you hear carbonation or a bottle, it's because of that. That belongs in a failed product launch. Well, you know what? Shut up. Oh, man. I'm also fighting a sinus infection. You don't hear me complaining. That was mean. <laughs> you don't hear me <laughs> complaining. <laughs> All right, are you ready for these topics? Hold on. I have a question for you. Okay. If you could replace all of the grass in the world with something, what would it be and why? I'll go first. Okay. You know those, like, really, really fuzzy carpets? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the really comfortable, like, memory foam fuzzy carpets? It would be that for me. Okay, that's fair. Because I was going to say, and this might be a cheat, but I feel like I want to replace it with the grass from Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Ooh, because, ooh. like, anytime you're just walking around, you can be like, oh, eat a snack, you know? Eat a snack. You know? <laughs> I had the exact same thought, but in the sense of, like, you're walking around and you're like, this was, like, a good place to take a nap. Ow. Okay, fair. Like a light. Because grass is just itchy. Yeah, that's true. Imagine watching football and they're getting tackled on memory foam carpet. Well, football's not played on grass. It's played on turf. Not always true. Some fields have turf. Most, a lot of fields. The The Chiefs play on grass. Turf is more miserable than grass. The Chiefs play on actual field. They don't have Anyway, anyway. All right, are you ready for these topics? No, my thighs are sticking to the chair. Hey, Megan's... Dude, I like your arms, too. I'm just kidding. That was stupid. I haven't seen him. Okay, well, let's just, you know, get started or whatever. No, I'm going to keep fucking you up for that. Also, something that needs to be said that hasn't been said in a while. Uh Uh-huh. Hashtag nug life. (laughs) Hashtag nug life. Hashtag nug life. All right, now let's get started. Now let's do it. All right now. All right, Megan, Megan, are you ready? Are you ready for the best topic that I have ever spit out, ever? We'll see about that. Okay, yeah, you're going to have to wait a little while if you're ready for it, because this is not it, but this is a cool topic. Okay. My favorite topic that I that I will ever do research on is actually an episode that I did research on today that, it will be, that I will be covering next week, and it actually probably is one of my favorites. It's really cool information. Okay. All right, now, but this, this topic, Megan, is objects in history that we cannot figure out how the French toast they were created. Okay. Okay. Like the pyramids. Like the pyramids, Megan. Okay. All right, now. Actually, that's number five. Congratulations for fucking up my topic. It's not like you haven't fucked up my topics before. That is true. I took your first one and everything. Yeah. That's funny. All right, let's hear it. The Antikythera Mechanism. Listen, I'm going to fuck up a lot of these names because I am in no way a person that pronounces names correctly. Okay. (laughs) But this is essentially an ancient computer, perhaps the first. Okay. But... At some point, a Greek ship sank off the coast of the island of Antikythera. I think I said that right, but if I did not... Sounds right to me. That works out. Uh, It sank... So a Greek ship sank off of the coast of the island of Antikythera about 2,000 years ago, and it would sit on the bottom of the sea until it was discovered in 1900. So archaeologists 
they went down, they started sorting the artifacts that were retrieved from the ship whenever it was surfaced, and they would run across this object that they did not know what it was, right? The object would have multiple layers of brass gears that would precisely fit together, and it would be built into a wooden box. This object would remain completely unknown by humans until half a century later when a science historian finally figured out what it does. This object could, A, predict the positions of the planets and stars in the sky by date. Okay. It could, since they figured out, like, what it did then, researchers started researching it more and found out that there was Greek text on the artifact. And when they deciphered the Greek text, they realized that the artifact can also predict moon eclipses, moon phases, and can count down to sporting events like the Olympics. Interesting. So it's like a big old, like, yeah. calendar type like a, thing. Like a massive calculator, essentially. Like a space calendar. Like a, yeah, pretty much. Archaeologists say that judging by the amazing complexity of the artifact, it seems fair to assume that it does have other predecessors that may even be more advanced, but none of them have been found yet. If they even exist, which also makes that particular artifact more impressive. Mm -hmm. Also, they would go on to say that the complexity and workmanship did not appear again until the development of the astronomical clock until the 14th century. Mm -hmm. So the question at hand is, how did the ancient Greeks with basically no technology available manage to construct such a complex, such a complex calculator? That's something we don't even understand. And we're in 2023. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, something was going on back then. That we just don't get. Pyramid time, the anti-Kathera mechanism, something was going on back then. We don't understand how it worked. I want to... We don't understand a lot of things. That's true. Are you ready for number two? Sure. The Dropa Stones. Dropa? Dropa. Okay. Or Dropa. I'm going to say Dropa because that sounds cooler and more alien-like. Okay. So, in 1938, an expedition led by archaeologist Dr. Chai Pute... I don't know if I said that right, but if I didn't, my bad. Um, He's in China. He reported making a pretty crazy discovery. So essentially, he had walked into a cave um, and he was searching for ancient culture in this cave. And at one point, he walked into a specific section of the cave and found hundreds of stone discs that were scattered all over the floor of the cave. Mm -hmm. And at first... He would say that there seemed to be nothing that was too impressive about these discs, apart from the fact that they were old. They knew that they were old, but apart from that, they didn't really know much until they got the discs back to a lab and they started doing research on them, right? Once they dove deeper into the research of these discs, they realized that these discs would be very similar to phonographic records. And also, the discs were nine inches in diameter and are reportedly more than 10,000 year old. And then upon further inspection they would realize that the discs contained spiral-like designs on them and then looking closer at those designs they realized that those designs were actually little hieroglyphs and so then they started bringing in people to decipher these hieroglyphs and after they deciphered the hieroglyphs they realized that the hieroglyphs on each of these stones all worked together to tell a big story right okay okay the story is of spaceships crashing into the mountains, spaceships being piloted by people who call themselves the Dropa, all right? Okay. So, so aliens, aliens that call themselves the Dropa. Now, the world, upon hearing that, did what the world does, and they all got scared for a second. And then other scientists started ridiculing the scientists that found these disks and deciphered these disks. And the other scientists would ridicule him so bad that he ended up self-exiling himself to Japan. Oh, poor dude. This reminds me of, like, Rudolph and the Reindeers. <laughs> like, they just bullied him so much that they didn't want to play his reindeer game. Oh, poor scientist, dude. <laughs> um, I think that's pretty cool. That I actually, wouldn't, that... I wouldn't have ridiculed you. I would have been like, wait, is there more about the aliens? What do they look like? Right. Well, it's just funny to me that, like, that's pretty dumb, right? Especially when scientists say that science is just a bunch of people getting together and discussing hypothesis on things. Mm -hmm. And yet, scientists are the ones who completely fuck up their own logic. Well, like, science is a guess until it's proven. Exactly. Like, literally. (laughs) My point is, is scientists obviously are dumb because they they disprove their own shit half the time anyway. Mm -hmm. Any my point here. Okay. Anyway, I'm moving on. 
After he would exile himself, Russian researchers would request the discs for studying, and China actually would send them over. Okay. So Russia would go on to study these discs on their own, and then they would publish their findings in the Soviet magazine Sputnik. Okay. All right. Um, in one of these experiments, Dr. Vyacheslav, Vyacheslav, whatever the fuck, uh, describes an experiment where they placed the discs on a special turntable, and the special turntable started doing what it was supposed to do. The details on that aren't released. But it was a record player. Something, probably. Which makes sense because the disc started to hum and vibrate in unusual rhythms. Almost as though like an electric charge was passing through them. And then, after that, Russia would completely stop the research. Here's what I'm trying to figure out, Megan. Well, it's like, you know how they used to say like if you play metal music backwards, it summons the devil or something yeah. like that? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe. Because that's it. Like, what made Russia... Stop the research. Like, I Russia swear, Russians, stop anything. Russians don't give a shit. Like, every year, I feel like Russia gets mad at something, and they're like, listen, give us what we want, or we're going to start a nuclear war. We're just going to start attacking everyone with nuclear weapons. Okay, fair. Like, Russia took Catch Me Outside. How about that? The heart. <laughs> okay, that's not that funny, because people, like, died or whatever. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so what made them continue research on the disc? What made them discontinue the research on the disc? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And here's what else. Uh, here's something else that perhaps should concern us a little bit. Nowadays, none of the stones are displayed in any museum, and all of the research was completely shrouded in the secrecy of the Cold War. And then, of course, shortly after, the powers that be started being like, oh, yeah, those discs? No, they never existed. What are you talking about? That's not surprising. Yeah. So as of today, we actually have no further information on the Dropa Stones or where they could be hidden or where they're stored or just for giggles, whether or not they're even real. But it does remain one of the world's strangest mysteries. Are you having fun, Megan? Mm-hmm. I'm playing with my ponytail. I know. Do these topics bore you? No. I just, I feel like I'm disappointed that, they, that, that they're not acknowledging that they even existed. That's what they do. Now I'm just thinking about that skit where it's like, can I have your number? <laughs> Let me get your number. Yeah, that's fine. Own that ponytail. Work that up, dude. You know? What is that? That's like, a, that's like an old YouTube video. Huh? It's Mad TV. Oh. Before your time. I'm 20. I'm two years younger than you. <laughs> it's kind of, I think it's actually before my time, actually. That's probably true. Or like when I was very, very young. <laughs> that's his time. <laughs> Anyways. Number three, are you ready? Yeah. The Piri Rise Map. I don't know if I said that right again, but in 1929, a group of historians made what some say can only be described as, described as an amazing discovery. They found what seems to be a map written on gazelle skin. Uh, Interesting. After, I know, right? After, after studying this map, they would make several realizations that should have been taken into account. But again, I'm not entirely sure they were. But they would essentially uh, discover that it was a genuine map drawn in 1513 by a guy named Piri Rise, which is a well-documented admiral of the Turkish Navy. The map depicted Europe and North Africa and the coast of Brazil along and then several islands, including um, one island that was up to that point thought to be a myth, um, the island of Antilia. Okay. Um, and then it would also depict Japan and even Antarctica. What's strange about this is, A, the island that wasn't supposed to exist, the map depicted, and B, Antarctica is strange because it wasn't believe that at, at, at that point antarctica wasn't supposed to have been discovered antarctica was discovered over 300 years past that point okay. so the fact that he put it on a map when it was supposed to, when it wasn't supposed to technically exist yet mm -hmm. it's kind of weird or not exist but supposed to they be hadn't found they didn't know that they it didn't existed it. yeah what's even crazier about that is whenever he depicted it on the map it wasn't frozen in ice ice age I'm telling you. So scientists would say that, yeah, the map shows that we perhaps need to thank numerous ex uh, exploratory discoveries because it does describe Antarctica's topography as not being masked by ice. And the last time that was believed to have happened was over 6,000 years ago. But others would come in and say that the accuracy of the map is mixed and it can't be trusted. And that other accurate maps, more accurate maps came in later on in the 16th century. Um, but nonetheless, it is interesting that he mentions Antarctica because how did a Turkish admiral from over half a millennium ago map a continent that shouldn't have not that should have not been discovered yet let alone that was believed to have been covered for ice for over six thousand years prior to that point in yeah that detail. is that's pretty crazy yeah crazy uh, i have two more 
Mm-hmm. They're going to go kind of fast. Number four is the mysterious city of Nan Madal. This might be one of my favorites, actually. Okay. So the city of Nan Madal was built between 200 BC uh, and 880 on a coral reef near Micronesia. It consists of about 100 artificial islands made from huge, I guess it's basalt blocks, and uh, connected with uh, viaducts. Okay. There are over 250 million tons of offshore uh, basalt in the middle of nowhere. Which is kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Also. What is basalt? It's like a type of rock? It's essentially, yeah. Okay. Um, it's, if I'm not, it's it's similar looking as like the rocks of like, if you think about like what the Mayans used to like build structures okay. with, it looks similar to that from what I understand. But from the start, right, the obvious question about this is, A, like how did all these blocks get transported and what they would describe as placed in perfect position? They didn't elaborate on perfect position they were in for what but mm-hmm. for, evidently they were in perfect position for something okay like stonehenge sure yeah oh stonehenge was i that was a runner-up i almost put that on okay here. um but yeah even even by today's standards this is considered impressive engineering feat and archaeologists say that the reasoning behind its development also remains mystery nobody knows why this island was just built up in the middle of nowhere for no reason there are also little clues as to what happened in the civilization and furthermore what happened even caused them to disappear from the island in the first place and also it makes this even stranger is that the island of nan madal there's no fresh water food or water so that means that they must have transported food from inland and mm-hmm. water from inland. So then you have to ask yourself the question of by boat. And yes, it's possible that they would have had like boats and stuff at the time to be able to do it. It was just, a, it would have just been an immense amount of work, mm-hmm. but I guess no more immense amount of work than it took to take all these stones and build this random Island in the middle of nowhere anyway. Yeah. Um, and researchers are unclear again, why that would have happened in the first place. Some speculate that it's evidence of a sunken continent, but there's no evidence to back that up. And because of the course, uh, well, essentially the ultimate question is is like how and why was this city built on a reef and then where did they go and what happened to these people okay last but not least number five megan the pyramids the pyramids so the pyramids have plagued us for years right yeah. and uh of course because of that it had to make the list so that being said this is gonna be this is just essentially crazy things about the pyramids and it's gonna be kind of short and we're gonna move through it kind of fast because at some point i want to do a topic about the pyramids take my idea megan too late all right now it's actually. already on my list Damn it. no actually, actually it's okay not. um but yeah so that being said these are just crazy facts about the pyramids that perhaps you didn't know if you did then i'm sorry this is going to be repetitive you little know-it-alls well i'm not so well right. i am a know-it-all but not about pyramids so the pyramids are not completely solid and unless you haven't cupped up with anything semi-recently we've actually discovered that the pyramids continue on underground making them more unknown than we even thought they were yeah they're like essentially a diamond shape right like they go down under the ground the same shape that they are above the ground right okay um the stones of the pyramid pyramids weigh more than an elephant and we're not entirely sure how they built them let alone how the stones got up there also they used a special mortar to make the stones stay where they are given the pyramids are still very much intact we're unsure how they even made the mortar what they made the mortar with we just know that they used over 500,000 tons of the mortar to construct the pyramids. Okay. They also perfectly align with the stars and the solar system. Uh, they have secret doors. There are secret rooms and doors inside the pyramids. Mm-hmm. And as you can imagine, we're only talking about the ones that they found. <laughs> That's kind of a cool thing to think about. Also, the pyramids used to shine like diamonds when the sun hit them. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. The Giza complex which is essentially the underground tombs, were not just for tombs of the pharaohs. Okay. Was it tombs for people, like regular people too? I don't, I think it was implying something perhaps deeper went on in those rooms. Mm, okay. Um, the like Sphinx, ritualistic sacrifices right. and stuff. Okay. I think that's what it was kind of implying. Because there are a lot of, they, they found that, essentially when I was reading this, they found hieroglyphs on the wall that translate into, or essentially translated, they, they were, they're still working on it from what I can understand, but essentially it translates into something that they were doing down there that weren't, okay. was not initially what we thought. Um, Alien hotels. Probably. Shit. Yeah. That's this, my favorite theory. That's understandable. The Sphinx used to be colorful. I didn't know that. Uh, one pyramid is believed to have taken over two decades to even build. Uh, and then last but not least, they've actually survived attempted, attempted demolition. That's how strong and durable the pyramids are. Wow. 
So I'm not going to go into much more again because I want to make this a topic soon. So I'm not going to say much more on it. But that is my topic on ancient things that we found and don't know what the French toast they are. That's pretty or how interesting. They got there. I learned new things about the pyramids specifically. Well, thanks, Megan. I need to figure out what basalt is. Basalt? What did you call it? It's it's spelled B-A-S-A-L-T. So I don't know if it's basalt or basalt. Basalt? Basalt? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to Google it later. All right now. Okay. But yeah, Megan, thanks for listening. I hope you guys found it interesting. I hope I didn't talk too fast. That was a decently quick topic, though. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too bad. It's my turn? Yeah. Yay. Yo, it's your friendly neighborhood, Skyler man and Megan. Hi. Hi. Sorry to interrupt ourselves, but since you're here and you're listening, we appreciate you. Also, while you're here, go ahead and leave us a five-star review. And since you're leaving us a five-star review, go ahead and also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. You could also find us on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. Or you can shoot us an email, wtftpod at gmail.com. We also would love to hear your opinions, so leave us a voice message. There's a link in our show notes. All right, Megan, Skylar, back to you. (laughs) All right, now that it is my turn. All right, now. I've got something kind of spooky for you. Oh, is it ghosts? Oh, kind of. So you can tell ghost stories, but I can't tell ghost stories. These are, well... Could they be ghosts? Sure. But it's really more like urban legends. Okay. So maybe there's some ghosty stuff involved. Yeah. You know? I'm down. I'll fuck with that. All right, let's go. I got three of them for you. Oh, no. There's a lot of urban legends. They're all, a lot of them are specific to certain areas and that type of thing. Um, But I just wanted to like talk about three. Okay. Keep it simple because they're kind of, you know, they're out there. A little creepy. All right, now. Let's okay. go. Have you ever heard of the black-eyed children? Yes. Okay, they're fucking creepy, bro. I, I haven't... I've heard of them, but I don't know the story. Okay. Well, I don't have a, like, back-back story okay. for this one specifically um, because... And that's why we drink the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, M did a wonderful, like, topic on the, the black-eyed children. So I think you have to go listen to them talk about it. Okay. And it's episode 53... The perm of the century and a call to the apron factory. And long topic titles, like topic yeah. titles. Well, like episode, episode titles. titles. Yeah. yeah, I'll link it in the show notes if you do want to go listen to it. It's nice. great, and they go into so much more detail than I'm like willing to go into. Also, with that being said, and that's why we drink. Yo, we fucking love you guys. We really do. Thanks for doing what you do. We appreciate. Like you my guys. number one favorite podcast. Actually, they've they've inspired. That's kind of what inspired us to do, like, them and a couple of other podcasts is what inspired us to do a podcast. Yep. So if you somehow listen to this, thank you guys. Yeah, Christine and M, we love you. We love you very much. Okay. So, but I will tell you some things about the Black Eyed Children. The Black Eyed Children are an American contemporary legend. So they kind of seem to be based in America. Mm. And so of paranormal creatures that resemble... That resemble? Words are hard. <laughs> um that resemble children between the ages of six and 16. They have really pale skin and completely blacked out eye sockets. Um, Not just as far as my understanding of it. It's not just like when they blink or open their eyes, it's black. It's like, it's just all black. Okay. Um, Just all the time, all black, all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, Reportedly they're seen typically like begging, hitchhiking or like knocking on your front door. Okay. They'll knock on your door. Um, and it seems that the first sightings like reported are in the 1980s. But I believe that M talks in their episode about it being way longer than that. Like Interesting. But so I could that could very well be wrong. Sure. But that's what I found in my research. Um, apparently the black eyed children are more likely to approach people who already know about them. So, like, you would think it'd be the opposite, right? But if you apparently are already more knowledgeable about them, you'd be more likely to get approached. And they tend to, since they're children, it seems like the most common sightings are on Halloween. So, if you are, you know, just, like, walking around trick-or-treating or opening your door for kids... You wouldn't um, even know. Just be careful. And keep an eye out for soulless black eyes. That's terrifying. And if you do happen to encounter encounter a black-eyed child... Run. Do not let them into your house. What happens if you let them into your house? Um, uh, 
That I'm not sure of. I didn't go that far into could, it. Could you imagine? And I and it's been a while since I've listened to episode 53 of And That's Why We Drink because they're like 500 episodes in, I think. Can, can, can they speak mm-hmm. like these kids? Could you... Mm, could you... Did you say that a second ago? That they could speak? Okay. Could you imagine just like you get a knock on your door and it's like a normal Thanksgiving, right? You've got your porch light on and you're just chilling, having a great time. You fucking open your door and little kids in there so you hand him a snickers and he just walks in you're like hold up bud fucking murders your family yeah if i were like like, from the stories that they talk about on and that's why we drink the they basically beg for help they beg for you know stuff and you're if you help them then they like haunt you or something that's terrifying so yeah I probably should have looked more into that, to be fair. No, I love it. Keep going, though. Sorry to interrupt you. Well, that was it for the Black Eyed Children. Okay, okay, okay. The next one I have is The Candy Lady, a.k.a. Clara Crane. Okay. This is a local one for us. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, This is from Terrell, Texas. So. I don't want to hear it. Very Because, no, hear me out. Hear me out. Fucking shit. Okay, you say this, and then Amber, Amber, like... You're listening to this. I don't know what this topic is, but Amber is like my cousin mm-hmm. and she lives in Terrell. And, uh, well, actually she doesn't, she lives in a city past Terrell, but sometimes when we hang out, we will like meet up in Terrell. And we were there about a month or two ago. And I don't know what this topic, I don't know what you're about to say, but we saw some shit that fucked both of like to the point where we're both like, we need to fucking leave this place right now. Okay. Well, you want to tell me what you saw? So... I'm trying to figure out the order in which I want to say this. Uh, do you think it would make more sense to say it now? Or do you think it would make more sense to say it once you've said your story? I want to hear what you have to say first so that we can compare. So we're, we're, there's this like football field. Sorry if I just hit the table. I'm trying to get comfortable. So there's this football field that's in Terrell. And it's essentially like nobody really uses it. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's by like an active high school. But we were up there. It's like, I don't know nine ten o'clock and we were both just like talking about life and stuff and we we're kind of looking for a place to quiet place to hang out and it was warm this particular night so we just grabbed some like dr pepper or whatever and we grabbed some like chips and we went up to the bleachers we were just hanging out we were just talking about life and family things and like a whole bunch of stuff right uh-huh. and uh it was weird because we both got like a really strange like heavy goosebump like raising feeling at the exact same time uh-huh and we both kind of like, she actually, I think she was the first one that she was like, it feels really uneasy. And I was like, no, I agree. Like, I just wasn't going to say anything. And uh, like, we were sitting there for a little bit longer. We were sitting there for a little bit longer. And then we kind of looked out past the, uh, like, it, I guess like the, the field goal post, like on the far left side of the field, we looked at the field goal and there was like something walking around. But what was weird about it is what was walking around was extremely tall, like tall enough to the point where it's at least 12, 13 feet tall. Okay. Because it was like well taller as it was well taller than the base of like the goalpost. I think that's like 10 feet. So well taller than the base of the goalpost. It was 12. It was again, at least 12 or 13 feet. And it was just solid white. It was like weird as fuck. And it was walking around and it was walking around. And so we looked at each other and and we were like, first of all, we were like, do we actually see that? And we like got up and walked to the edge of the bleachers. And I mean, keeping in mind at this point, we're an entire football field's length away. Mm-hmm. Right. And we like walked to the edge of the bleachers to kind of like s- see what the fuck it was. And we couldn't tell what it was because it had like almost no features to it whatsoever. But it, it was walking towards us. And we know it was walking towards us because the more we looked at it, the closer it got. And at which point we were both like, yeah, we need to fucking leave. Like, we don't know what it is, but we need to fucking leave. And uh, so we left. And the Mm -hmm. next night I went back just to see if we were just being fucking paranoid. And there was like, you know, because it's a football field. I think they use it for practice, like occasionally. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they'll have like, you know pads or something out there for you know different things that they'll leave out and i was like yo maybe we maybe we like we're just being paranoid it was like late at night or whatever yeah there's nothing over there at all so we definitely saw something okay well it wasn't the candy lady fuck um unfortunately so there's multiple shit there's a lot of shits going on in tarot 
unknown what that was, but it wasn't the candy lady. It's pretty creepy. So Clara Crane was accused of a po- of poisoning her husband in 1895. That's unfortunate. She gave him caramels, 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 caramels that were caramels laced with some form of poison that killed him. Um, a few years before she allegedly killed her husband, their five-year-old daughter had died. And Clara blamed her husband for the passing of their daughter, which is why people believe that she did kill him. Okay. Okay. She was placed in the North Texas Lunatic Asylum, which is now known as the Terrell State Hospital. God dang it, Megan. <laughs> in 1903, children started going missing near her old property, and children said that candy would be left on their window while they were sleeping. And sometimes there would be notes on the wrappers around the candy. And after several children started going missing, the townspeople just believed that it was Clara because she killed her husband with poison candy. And they think that she was the one who was responsible for those disappearances. Yo, Terrible's a fucking weird town, dude. (laughs) Yep. Um, A nearby farmer found teeth in his field. And the town sheriff was killed. What? He had forks shoved into his eyes and was found with candy in his pocket. I'm sorry, but what? You said forks in his eyes? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And no one really knows whatever came of Clara Crane, but to this day, they believe that the candy lady still roams around luring little children with candy and then pulling out their teeth or stabbing them in the eyes with forks. That's horrifying. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm telling you right now, Terrell's a weird fucking town. Yep, and I don't ever plan to go again. To Terrell? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point. Dude, I'm telling you right now, I want to have Amber on the podcast because we've... she First of all, she's really, really, really good at like explaining shit like that. And B, she's also just a really cool person. Amber, if you're listening to this, we love you. Also, C, we've been through some shit together, her and I. We, we, we've been through some weird shit together. So as far as like weird stories, dude, I'd love to have her on at some point and like... Terrell's a... God, I hate Terrell. Okay, well, we're not in Terrell anymore. Have you ever heard of Demon's Road? (laughs) Where is it? Well, I'm sure there's multiple, but this one specifically is also fairly local. It's in Huntsville. Huntsville, Texas. Yeah, I've been on it. Okay. It's like... Yeah, I've I've been there. I'm pretty sure I went there with Amber, if I'm honest. Okay, well... People that wander off down Demon's Road tell tales of disturbing encounters, and they always have a really creepy fear feeling over anyone who disrupts the spirits that are on Demon's Road. The old road leads to a cemetery, which is known as Martha's Chapel Cemetery, and locals always warn curious people who desire to go down the path or to visit the graveyard not to provoke the spirits. And many of those warnings are spoken by those who claim that a spirit followed them home after being in the area. When locals are telling you not to do something, that's when you should really take it to heart. Yeah, and that's when people never listen. Ever. Okay. So that's really all I have as far as like the general description. But I do have an actual story. Okay. Now this is from, the story itself is from austinghosts.com. They're like a ghost hunting. Yeah organization i guess i don't know i didn't do research on them but this is from their website so if it's wrong um or like incorrect blame them because i'm reading it exactly from their website in 2001 a fella named bob lived that lived in houston heard about demon's road bob thinking it was a hoot persuaded a buddy (laughs) i'm reading this exactly um persuaded a buddy to go with him to scope the thing out Mm-hmm. His buddy, thinking it was a great excuse to go on a road trip, grab some beers, blow off some steam, and Honestly. get out of the house, said, sure, why not? What's the worst that could happen? It's the most Texas thing I've ever heard in my life. Right? Grab some beers, get in the truck. Well, um, when he said that last part, God took notice and did a very spot-on impersonation <laughs> of Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> okay, let's go. So Bob and his buddy hit the road. Bob arrives in the area, swirls into the road, and parks by the graveyard. He turns and notices that his friend has fallen asleep in the passenger seat. It had been a long ride, and Bob figured, why wake the poor dude up? He got out of the car, left to explore the creepy little place, and didn't even crack a window for his friend. Next thing you know, Bob's walking around reading epitaphs and taking pictures. Perfect summer day, that is, until Bob sees something moving below the ground on the grave that he was standing on. Oh. Pure evil dead. The ground shaking underneath, lumps of soil rattling about, boom. The earth cracks and a hand begins to erupt from below. 
The undead arm reaches for Bob's pant leg. Bob swipes at the thing. The hand pivots and latches onto Bob's wrist. Bob begins getting dragged down to the ground. Bob, by now soiling his pants, starts Mm. to call for help. His friend appears out of nowhere, hears the clatter, and comes to the rescue. He jerks Bob's away, uh, Bob away, and they beat the, car- or the creature back from where it was coming up from below. The creature claws up, and Bob's buddy shouts, run, I'll hold it off. Yeah, okay, Bob. Bob doesn't leave his friend, and both stump the creature back into the ground, the vile monstrosity swiping at them and digging its claws into their skin and drawing blood. But they both manage to run away. Bob reaches the car... And what the heck, there's his friend, the man that had just saved him from the hand. Asleep. Slouched against the passenger window, still asleep. Bob turns around, notices that he's alone, confused and scared silly. Bob starts the car and spins out of the cemetery. A mile down the road, he makes a rapid turn and his friend sways and falls towards his lap. Well, the man, the savior, you know, his savior's eyes are wide open, staring at nothing. It was later discovered that Bob's friend had died of a heart attack hours earlier, presumably during the drive down Demon's Road. So his friend had been dead the whole time that he was even in the cemetery. Holy fuck, dude. And some hand come comes up out of, a gr- out of the ground, and then his friend saves him, but then actually his friend is dead the whole time. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's a crazy. So could you? I first of all, my man couldn't have made a noise or some shit, saying like my chest hurt. You couldn't have let me know you were having chest pains, brother. Like, come on. <laughs> Damn, that sucks, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Well, remember how I said I had three? I yeah. lied. I have four. Okay, good. So I have one more. This one's a pretty common one. Pretty much from my understanding really common around like the southern u.s and in like mexico and like hispanic countries Uh um i think i'm gonna say i'm gonna butcher this but i'm gonna try to say it correctly it's la llorona la llorona yeah yeah there's there's a movie about that yes there is um so in latin american folklore la llorona or the weeping woman or the whaler Mm -hmm. is a ghost who roams waterfront areas mourning her dead or her drowned children Mm. In a typical version of the legend, so kind of the most common, it's a beautiful woman named Maria. She marries a rich ranchero with whom she gets pregnant with two children. One day, Maria sees her husband with another woman, and in a fit of blind rage, she drowns their children in a river. Oh. Which she immediately regrets. Well, sure. Unable to save them and consumed by guilt, she drowns herself as well. Well, sure. But because of her, like, action, she's unable to enter the afterlife, forced to be in purgatory and roam the earth until she finds her children. In another version of the story, her children are just illegitimate and she drowns them so that their father cannot take them away from her to be raised by his wife. Um, okay. I've seen lots of references to this in different, there's movies about it. There's episodes like of Grimm about like a La Llorona type, you know, yeah. creature. Um, and so the story of La Llorona is, told to scare children into good behavior and sometimes specifically to deter children from playing near dangerous water but it's also told to them that if they hear her cries while she walks around the street or near bodies of water um that they should run Hmm. you know yo my favorite story was the last one you just said not not the lalarona but the one before thank you that was a good story i'm kind of fucking poor bob creeped out about it right now yeah. honestly yeah poor bob yeah that's fuck dude my man just damn he was driving with a dead person in the car the whole time apparently that's so apparently. fucking apparently god that's terrifying have you seen that I'd video pissed. of that little kid who's like apparently mm-hmm. roller coasters go really fast or something like that no apparently apparently he just keeps saying apparently like in every sentence does just that just sounds like you yeah because i got it from that okay that made that's right. Because I'm like, apparently, every good, time I say, yeah. Good topics, Megan. Thank you. That's not my only topic. I still have my challenge, but I guess you have one more topic. I, I do. Okay. I do have another topic. Well, then, let's hear it. All right, then. All right, Megan. This topic. I just made you listen to the apparently kid. That was the cutest thing I've ever seen. So, yeah. Apparently, it's... I've never been on live television before. <laughs> yeah. If you want to watch it, go on YouTube and search Apparently Kid. He'll come up. It's a little ginger kid. He's the cutest kid ever. Okay. Cutest kid ever. Anyways, continue with your topic, please, and thank you. So apparently, (laughs) (laughs) 
So this topic is going to be, well, let's be honest. We might find some funny moments in this, but let's just, you know, I'm going to absolutely laugh at some of these things. And in no reason, does that mean I'm laughing at the situation that these people were put in? I'm just laughing at the way they worded it. Okay. Potentially, if you've ever been a victim of a scam, this is a potential trigger warning topic for you. But this is people who got scammed in the worst way possible. Okay. So number one, this says, I was going on a vacation, so I kept my phone off. My sister was house-sitting for me when the scammers called my home and I told her I was go- and told her, my sister, that I was going to be arrested for several undisclosed criminal charges if I didn't pay the $900 for the case to, see, to be dismissed. So, my sister tried calling me, but I hadn't answered my phone because it wasn't turned on. However, I had left her one of my bank cards so she could buy food and dog food and everything like that. And she paid them thinking the situation was real off of my credit card. I would be so pissed. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you get you get like a $900 charge from some random ass thing and you call your sister and she's like, oh good, you're out of jail. And you're like, I was never, I'm in Tahiti. What the fuck do you mean? <laughs> I was never in jail, Karen. I'd be so mad. All right, number two, are you ready? Uh Uh-huh. He says, I work at a Best Buy, and one day a customer came in and demanded to speak to the manager named Tammy regarding a TV he had just ordered. Well, we don't have a manager named Tammy, nor did we have any information in our system for this particular customer. Turns out the customer had responded to a a Craigslist ad for a ridiculous price on a TV. The seller claimed to be a manager at our store and instructed him to purchase gift cards for the asking price and then send photos of the back of the cards. The customer did all of this and then was told the TV would be ready for pickup at our store. Needless to say, apparently there was no TV for him. (laughs) Apparently I was scared half to death. To death. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number three. When I was 11, my favorite Disney Channel star tweeted a link to an IQ test so we could see how our scores compared to hers. A credit card number was needed to see the results. Okay. I see where this is going, you dumb 11-year-old. So I put my parents' credit card info in, and of course she had been hacked and it was a scam, and my parents were not happy that their card had been charged. (laughs) I just want to know what her IQ results were. I know. 1100 That's excessive. I don't think the IQ even goes that high. No, that's what the credit card charge was. $1,100? Yeah. I would take my kid's phone away. I would take my kid away. <laughs> like, what do you mean? What Number... the hell? Number four. I know, that'd be so, so fucking... That's almost as bad as Bob's friend. Like, helping him out. I mean, I know kids just don't understand, but like... Eleven hundred dollars? That's rent. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> so number four. Uh-huh. He said, I almost got scammed when I hold on, let me see something. I bet. Alright, number four. Let me find it. Boom. I almost got scammed when a friend of mine, excuse me, from college emailed me and mentioned that his firm was handling um an angel investor round for a certain technology startup. Mm-hmm. He said, so I invested it through, I have invested through this employer before with absolutely no issue. So I asked him to send me some information so I could do some research on my own. And it could seem completely legit, but the payment information he sent me was a little fishy since it directed me to an address in a city that I know his firm is not located in. So I called the building and they said there was no firm by that name registered to the building. So I went to my friend's house to explain everything and he had no idea what I was talking about. His laptop, his phone, and his wallet had been stolen recently and apparently the scammer went through his contacts and figured out what he did for a living and tried to scam his professional contacts. Okay, so a smart scammer. Yeah, pretty smart scammer. Some of these, like the people didn't get scammed. Some of these are just whatever. Um, Some of these, they did get scammed. Okay. Much like this lady. Uh, said my grandma got a call from a man who simply just said grandma after she answered the phone. She assumed it was my cousin Taylor and responded, Taylor? Of course, Taylor was like, yeah, this is Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> You've given me an in. Taylor told her he was in Mexico and in a lot of trouble and needed $10,000 right away or someone was going to hurt him. 
So he told her that if she got cash, someone would be by that afternoon to pick it up. Luckily, fortunately, the bank teller asked her why she pulled out so much money and suggested she call one of her kids. And the police were called. And then they waited at home for the money collector. They never came by. Therefore, this lady was never completely scammed. And the caller obviously never made themselves known. Well, I'm glad that they didn't steal $10,000 from someone's grandma. Yeah. Is it weird that grandmas irritate me when it comes to this kind of stuff? Because they're so like, I feel not all grandmas. Some grandmas are cool as shit. But I feel like a lot of grandmas just are very, very like susceptible to this because they refuse to understand technology. Yeah, fair. That's fair. And and it frustrates me because it's like, it doesn't frustrate me because they refuse to understand technology. It refuses me that they're so easy to be scammed because they refuse mm-hmm. to adapt with the times. Mm-hmm. That's what you're... Anyway, that's beside the point. Number six, Megan, are you ready? Yes. <clears throat> so this happened to me before smartphones were around. Uh, and it was the day after Christmas and I had gone to Circuit City but was disappointed by the prices. <laughs> A guy standing outside the store asked me if I wanted to buy a $100 gift card from him, and he had a receipt. This one, I kind of understand how it was scammed, because I might have fallen for this one. He had a receipt after having used the card to buy one CD that was on sale. The receipt said that there was over $80 left on the card and even had a detailed um, a detailed like price breakdown of how much the CD was, plus tax, and it was like mm-hmm. a genuine, like, he, he fucking went all out on this fake receipt. He even let me call the number on the card to check the balance, and everything seemed legit. So I gave him $40 for this $80 gift card and then went back in the store to use the card and there was no money on it. I'm still baffled by how he scammed me. That's a scam I'd fall for. This was a really smart scammer because he went through the, he even had like a phone number linked to it. There was like an automated system that told him the balance on it and Mm -hmm. everything. That's crazy. Yeah. Some of these scammers are smart. They do it. Number seven. My coworker had a trust fund and one day she got a call from someone who worked at her bank and it said that. They had noticed that she had, wait, what was it? Uh, who worked at her bank and said that they had noticed she had several bank accounts. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyone to consolidate them for her and give her a higher interest rate. She was like, yeah, absolutely. That sounds perfect. And he set up a new bank account for her and transferred all of her funds into the new account. You can guess what happened after that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we when we, when we we all found that she had lost over... It was about $150,000 that they took from this woman. Um, She had, she even called her bank and asked them about, uh, and asked them, asked them about him that asked the bank about this guy before transferring the money. And he really did work there, but he used this as a scam on a bunch of people with a bunch of accounts at the bank. And then he just left the country with all their cash. She did end up getting some of it back, but not nearly all of it. No, that's a bummer. $150,000. I wish I had that much money. I mean, that sucks because it was a trust fund. Yeah. It's not like she it's not like she's gonna be able to make that back yeah. anytime soon. That does suck. Uh number eight. Back when eBay and cell phones were both also, I would just like to point out that past number four, I haven't read any of these. So this is new for me too. <laughs> number eight. Um, back when eBay and cell phones were both relatively new technologies, my then girlfriend found a great deal uh, at an auction for a new flip phone with the camera. The, uh, the auction said to email the seller directly, and then he would give her a lower rate to avoid the eBay fees. So she contacted him and wired him around 300 or $400 for the phone. Then he went quiet for a short time, and then she started to suspect that she had been scammed. So... Finally, at some point, he responded with a fake tracking number and said, I accidentally mailed three phones to you. (laughs) Please wire me another $600. And at that point, she obviously knew she had been scammed. Mm -hmm. Dude, these are getting worse. Yeah. Are you ready for the number nine? Yeah. When I was 14, my family and I had visited Paris from Indonesia. And as soon as we got to the airport, airport, we made our way to the bus stop to get it to our Airbnb. Um, which was on the other side of the city. We tried buying tickets at the machine, but it didn't seem to work. And then a young guy approached us, and he said he um, he could use a student card to get us um, the tickets for us. We just needed to pay him about 200 euros uh, or four, for four seven-day tickets. Mm-hmm. He then got us the tickets, 
And we went on our way. The next day, we tried to use those tickets again, and they did not work. Turns out those tickets were only good for one trip. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Recently, I bought resale tickets for a sold-out House of Blues show. We bought the tickets off a girl via Cash App, which was their first mistake. That, yeah, that is yeah. the first mistake. <laughs> and then emailed me the electronic tickets, and they looked legit. Then, the day of the concert, my roommate and I got to the venue, but the tickets wouldn't scan. We walked away super defeated, and we were in the parking lot when we noticed a guy who had an all-access pass. I explained our situation to the guy, and he said there was nothing he could do, but he seemed like a cool guy nonetheless, and we had nowhere to be, so we just chatted with him for a while, and eventually he said, you know what, stay right here, let me see what I can do, and he came back a few minutes later with two all-access pa all passes for us. So this one had a really cool ending. Yeah, it worked out in their favor. Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That is 10 ways people got scammed. Or almost scammed. Or almost scammed. That's, that kind of makes you nervous. Like these, some of these scammers be doing a lot. Like they're, yeah. they seem legit. But it's interesting to see how they, you know, I always like to learn about scams because like, I don't want to be scammed. So, right. you know, that's true. <laughs> and some of these, like specifically the circuit city one, like I might've fallen for that. I might've fallen for something like that too. Well, I say that I wouldn't buy a gift card from someone, but but if I like, but like if granted, like given the time, like before smartphones and everything, like that would make sense. Well, I would. I mean, I very well might. Like if I called, like if if the receipt was time stamped and was exactly identical to a Circuit City receipt, and it said like eighty dollar remaining mm -hmm. balance, and then I called the number on the receipt and typed in the like the, the gift card number and it was like your balance is 79 da, da, da. I, I believe that because even now that's how that shit works yeah that's fair i'd have fallen for that one. and he's like hey listen man like i really only want 40 bucks for the ticket out of it or for the gift card i've been like <laughs> loser okay all right pal let's go <laughs> i'm the loser well that's when it becomes this like that's where i feel like you would realize it's a scam because I mean, I understand like not wanting to use a specific, uh, like a gift card specific to a store, right? Mm -hmm. Because like you may not need to use, like only go to that store, right? Right. But they want to give it to you for like half of what it's worth. I mean, also though, like, I don't really know if you can count that as a thing. Cause think about, I mean, people do that all the time though. Well, yeah, you sell it at a discounted rate. Like if you just definitely do not shop at that place, you know, Right. But half? Well, because then, like, but from the aspect of if I was trying to sell a gift, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I would never, I don't feel like you'd ever sell it if it was the other way. Like, why spend $80 to a complete stranger on a Circuit City gift card when I could quite literally just turn my ass right back around and walk inside the store to buy an $80 gift card? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, would, I don't think I would fall for it. I think it's the easiest one to fall for. I agree with that, yeah. But I don't think I would fall for I it. I probably, yeah, you're right. I'd probably still be pretty skeptical of it. But anyway, yeah, that was my topic. Thank you for sharing. I'm ready to hear about these hippos, Megan. Okay. <laughs> All right, so my challenge for the week that you gave me last week <laughs> was hippos. Yeah. Hippopotami, hippopotamus. Hippopotami. Um... Which was actually a little bit more difficult than I was expecting because okay. hippos are not that interesting. Mm -hmm. So I took it away from the interesting aspect and I decided to make it kind of funny. So I hope that this is as funny to you as it is to me because I have an article from CBS News about hippos. Okay. And I'm going to read it to you. Okay. Okay. So, Colombia is proposing transferring at least 70 hippopotamuses that live near Pablo Escobar's former ranch. Okay. They're descendants of four imported from Africa legally by the late drug lord in the 1980s. They want to um, deport these hippos to India and Mexico to control the population. Okay. The so-called cocaine hippos... <laughs> which weigh up to three tons, have spread far beyond the Hacienda Napoli's ranch, which is located about 125 miles from, um, is it Bogota? I have no idea. Sure, Bogota, along the Magdalena River. Environmental authorities estimate that there could be about 130 hippos in the area, and, and their population could reach 400 in the next eight years. Jeez. Escobar's Hacienda Naples 
Napoles, Naples, okay. and hippos have become sort of a local tourist attraction in the years since the kingpin was killed by police in 1993 and his ranch was abandoned. The hippos in- survived and reproduced in local rivers because of the favorable climatic conditions. Scientists warn that the hippos do not have a natural predator in Colombia and are a potential problem for biodiversity since their feces change the composition of the river and could impact the habitat of the manatees and capybaras. (laughs) Okay. So last year, well, actually, this article is from, okay, yes, from this year. So last year, 2022, Colombia's government declared them a toxic invasive species. Okay. And in 2021... After the Colombian government was sued over its plan to sterilize or kill the animals, a federal court ruled that the hippos can be recognized as people or interested persons with legal rights in the U.S. But the order doesn't carry any weight in Colombia, where the hippos actually live. So, unknown why the federal court was even brought into this. That's funny. (laughs) Um, The area where they roam is a paradise for the animals, and they have no predators and ample food and water. (laughs) And the local village, like locals call them the village pets, but the biolo- but a local biologist, which I cannot pronounce his name and I even go and try, says that they're dangerous and ter- that they're dangerous and territorial. Okay. In Africa, hippos cause more human deaths than any other large animal. <laughs> so far, yeah. there are no known attacks in Colombia, but David Echeverry, who works in the environmental agency in charge of tracking and managing the hippos in the region told that environmental expert that it's only a matter of time until someone gets hurt. The plan to take them to India and Mexico has been forming for over a year. And the director that's from the director of animal protection and welfare in Antique, Antioquia. Yeah. The hippos could be lured into with food into a large iron container and transferred by truck to the international airport. And from there, they'd be flown to India and India and Mexico where there are sanctuaries and zoos capable of taking in and caring for all these large animals. The plan is to send 60 hippos to the Green Zoological Rescue and Rehabilitation in India, and that, this, I lost my train. There's lots of words here. There's a lot of words going on. This would, by giving them to this rehabilitation, it would cover the cost of the containers and the airlift, and another 10 hippos would go to zoos and sanctuaries in Mexico. Okay. The plan is to focus on the hippos living in rivers surrounding the Hacienda Naples ranch, not the ones inside the ranch, because they are in a controlled environment and don't threaten the local ecosystem. It would The relocations would help control the hippo population, and though the animal's native habitat is Africa, it's more humane um, to relocate them than to put them, or than the alternate proposal of exterminating them because they're an invasive species. Okay. Ecuador, the Philippines, and Botswana have also expressed their willingness to relo- to the relocated Colombian hippos to their country. And last year, Alvaro Molina, he's 57 in case that's relevant, said he supports the so-called cocaine hippos, <laughs> even though he is one of the few Colombians to have been attacked by one. <laughs> he was out fishing one day when he felt movement beneath his canoe that spilled him into the water. Oh, no. Um, the female attacked me once. The first pair that arrived because she had recently given birth, he said. Locals say the hippos sometimes come out of the water and walk through the streets of the town. And when that <laughs> happens, traffic stops and people keep out of their way. I was about to say, imagine being at a red light and being like, oh, God, there's a hippo. Dude, I picture some guy named Ron in like a suit and a tie with a mustache trying to evict the hippos from Colombia. Like, you got to go. You're yeah, dangerous to these waters. Yeah. yeah. And these poor hippos are like, come back with the warrant. Yeah. <laughs> Go to, so, Bar- yeah. to Botswana. Um, Pablo Escobar had some cocaine hippos. I love that. Leave it to Pablo Escobar to have hippos that fucked up Colombia. Yep. Dude, let's go. Yep. And they have taken over his his ranch. <laughs> let's go. And parts of parts of the local area. So that's my favorite. You're welcome. That's awesome. Hope that you enjoyed it. That was my challenge. I tried to find something funny, but I guess it was also pretty interesting. You know. Sorry that I stumbled over it. It was a long article, so I did skip a few parts. I'm okay with it. And there was lots of words I couldn't pronounce. When I said hippos, I did not think that we were going to hear about cocaine hippos. You're welcome. Pablo Escobar. Let's go. Good shit. You're very welcome. Good shit, Megan. So now I have to give you a challenge. Okay. And to be fair, I haven't particularly considered what that challenge might be. Okay. So I need a minute. 
Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Butterflies. God dang it. Okay. <laughs> I really was so excited about what this would potentially be. And then you said butterfly. Did you know how difficult that's going to be? Interesting or funny, Skylar. That's the challenge. Interesting or funny on butterflies? Mm -hmm. Fuck. All right. Let's do it. All right. Well, then we will see you next week. It is my bedtime. It is. It's actually, it's past your bedtime. Yep. Guys, love you so much. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And yeah, stay tuned for next week to hear me fuck up some shit about butterflies. Yeah, we'll Bye. see you then. Bye. My friends, that has been the episode. We appreciate you coming out and spending time with us today. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us a follow. You can follow us on Spotify, iTunes, or anywhere else that you find your podcast. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at WTFT Podcast. We're also on Facebook at What the French Toast Podcast. And you can email us your stories, topics, or opinions at WTFTPod at gmail.com. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. And this has been What the French Toast. Bye.